Welcome to Yoga Wisdom. Questions about how to live your yoga in daily life answered by Integral Yoga founder Sri Swami Sachidananda. What is it that you want to achieve? If you do not know the goal, even if you come across the goal, you may ignore it. Something like, you don't know what apple is. You are looking around all over looking for apple, but you are literally walking over apples, trampling. And you push, I want, I'm looking for apples, I'm looking for apples. What you push out is apple. So if you want to find out an apple, you should know what an apple is. The same way, if you are practicing something, you should know why. Why you are, what is it that you have to gain? What is it that you have to achieve? Sometimes people say, well, I don't know, I am practicing, I am neither happy nor unhappy. They think that, oh, in the, in the name of practice, they should get some excitement or some acceleration or some ESP or this or that. They don't know what the goal is then. The fact that he is saying, I am neither happy nor unhappy, proves that he has reached the goal. When you reach the goal, you are neither happy nor unhappy. You are peaceful. Happiness and unhappiness doesn't mean anything to you. There are only two sides of the coin. If you have one, you have to have other. total tranquility. That's peace. And that's God. God is totally tranquil, neutral. God is neither happy nor unhappy. Have you ever seen God excited or depressed? Well balanced between the two extremes. You are literally liberated from both these things. If you look for one, you will have to face the other two. Liberation means you don't look for this or that. Oh, but if it comes, if it comes, let them stay around you. But they don't stay always. If they don't want to, say goodbye. Let them come and go. Happiness may come and go. Many things will come and go due to the nature. The weather has changed. Nature changes constantly. Your mind changes. It creates a lot of new images, like a cinema role. Let the image change, come and go, but you stay put. You enjoy both. You know, a successful movie, successful movie means not only heroes. There should be villains too. Is it not so? As once a filmmaker, I know that I made a mistake in making a film with only hero and heroine. <laughs> and I didn't get my money back. Later on, I introduced a villain. He had to come and kidnap the girl. Then it brought all the money back. 
attach the show that is the life but enjoy both one without the other is impossible and that kind of neutrality tranquility is what you call liberation you are totally liberated from your ups and downs from pleasures and pains don't think that only when you have all pleasures you are liberated no you are still tied ask a parrot if you are unhappy in a iron cage shall i put you in a gold cage what would the parrot say sir it doesn't make any difference to me there's a iron cage or gold cage the cage is a cage some people are tied up with unhappiness some are happiness and those who are tied with happiness they want more happiness both are still bound real freedom means you are free from these botherations neither the pain bother you nor the pleasure bothers you whether you are rich or poor praised or blamed not to be bothered by it you know many times people are is it really possible can one find that neutrality it is possible no doubt about it those are the people who are admired by the humanity immediately another doubt would come does it mean that they are useless then to them i say all right get that state first and then we will see what happens don't immediately think that oh if i get that state i will be useless therefore i don't want to get that state <laughs> that's a good excuse because once you get that state if you are a real granite rock sculptor will know right he won't spare you there sitting if you are a real hard nut the roaster will know he'll roast you don't think that you can just be sitting like a dumb the minute you acquire that state you experience that state then the world will make you suffer you. you don't need to go around telling people that i have gotten something i tell you no if the rose bud opens it brings out its beauty and fragrance it doesn't need to send invitations to all the bees bees I'm ready. <laughs> I'm opened up. I have honey. Come unto me. The bees know. Until then, they would just be somewhere away. The bats are not invited when the tree is laden with fruits. They know. Same way, you mature yourself. let your inner beauty 
and fragrance, spiritual fragrance unfold, the bees will know that. You don't need to go tom-toming, I am here. Even if you want to hide somewhere, you will not be spared. People will come after you. How many people go into Himalayan caves? 10,000, 15,000 feet high, way, way up, looking for a saint sitting in a cave. Why? He is not doing anything. Why should people go there? When you achieve the state, what is to be achieved by a human being, then others will know how to make use of you. Until then, you are even though you exist, you are not of that much use. Even if you are useless, doesn't matter, but you can be even a problematic one. You can create more problems. That's why I always say, the goal of yoga is find the peace and ease in you, then people will find a use in you. Without that ease and peace, you will not only be useless, you will be troublemaker also. essential purpose behind any religion. So that is the reason why in these days people who at least realize this truth come out and say, come on, at least let's be united in the religion, in the name of religion. Let's not fight in the name of religion. Let's tell people that we have one goal, though our paths may differ. They have one thing to achieve. Let's achieve in our own way. Whatever is suitable to you, to your taste and temperament, you pick up that. Probably it's the right time to see a film, a documentary, which we call Yes. I don't know whether you are going to say yes or no. You can still see it. It's a documentary made during one of the ecumenical surveys at the Ashram East Coast, Connecticut. The following day of a Guru Purnima celebration, various clergymen were there and we actually started it in one of our retreats at the Anhest College somewhere in 1968. I happened to have various clergymen as my friends. So they all came to the retreat to give talks. So almost the final day we were sitting and talking and I asked them, I said, we are here together and we were talking and people heard us but they haven't seen us doing anything. We were simply talking. Is it all right if we do something together? And what shall we do? Shall we hold hands and dance? Sure, we can do that also. And we did that also. 
but still in the name of religion we shall do something so then he sat there and thought and immediately he brought up an idea come on let's have an altar they all agree in light so we will put a light in the middle sit around and worship that light in our own traditional way you worship with your bread and wine i worship with my fruit and milk the rabbi will worship with his tora and incense the muslim will worship with his namaz so let's do it they immediately all loved that idea so we planned a service and that evening was the very first one in 1968 in a catholic girls college campus since then we have such retreats often and this documentary was taken during one of the ecumenical days probably the documentary itself will tell you more of it afterwards probably will open for some questions see there are questions written but i have a request that i should allow the people from the audience to ask questions directly i would love that sure because that is that's more or less my way always for two and a half years every friday evening in new york i filled up the universalist church which used to hold at least a thousand people every friday the hall will be packed and anybody can ask any questions and to give you some sample questions one god of say why is it that your beard is white and hair is black that's one <laughs> any question fine it's all right <laughs> i never came across a question like that but i immediately answered yes i think less i talk more <laughs> okay well anyway i told you what is all about in the film <laughs> what you they have seen in the film is uh, a nice altar was set up right in the middle a huge candle and all around there was clergymen of various faiths father bay from seattle came all the way is a catholic priest and then a benedictine monk brother david some of you might have heard him he comes here very often and uh, rabbi gelberman rabbi in new york and uh, reverend gashin a zen monk and uh, inayat khan rashid inayat khan hmm? she is the wife of pirvelayat khan she represented the sufi order and uh, swami was there to represent the hindu order so we all had our worship one after the other and it was all well documented and that has really created lot of interest even in rome they wanted 
to have an ecumenical celebration like that. And uh, there are plans that a group of various clergymen could travel around conducting such ecumenical services in various countries, various big cities, holy places. We are still preparing for that. Will be somewhere in London, Belgium, Jerusalem, Rome, and in India, and the other way around, Bangkok, Japan, like that. So the time has come to realize that we don't need to fight in the name of religion. And actually this kind of services gave room for us to think that we should have a permanent place for it. That is the reason why we started this Lotus project. The temple itself will look like a lotus, huge lotus flower, but 108 feet in diameter. shall be on the side protruding into the lake a little so the reflection can be on the lake and in that center dome which is formed by the raised up petals you will have different altars under each petal for various religions and of course there are two more petals left for known and unknown other religions. Down below there will be a hall, circular, under each chapel, exactly below the chapel on the ground floor, you will have a library connected to that particular faith. All the scriptures, symbols, everything, pictures, everything will be there. So you go up to meditate, and you come down, if you want to know more of any religion, you just go into that area, read or see. And of course later on with more facilities come, you may even have a sort of continuous slideshow. You press a button, like a Smithsonian. You press a button, immediately it will say who originated, the, who founded the religion, what was its principles, who followed, how it is a little history of the pictorial history, either a film or slideshow. On the upper level where the chapels all around are situated, right in the middle there will be a pedestal in the form of a yantra, similar to Sri Yantra. And right in the middle there will be a, a big light beam shooting up to the roof. When it reaches the roof, it will get separated into different rays and each ray will fall on an altar. In the altar we won't have any images but we will just have an altar with the scripture of that religion open. So the idea is there's only one light gives room for various rays and then each ray is expounded by the scriptural words. 
temple will be in the form of lotus and the lotus stands for light of truth universal shrine we had to coin a, a sentence for the lotus so l o t u s light of truth universal shrine and it's been planned to build to be built in a beautiful area in virginia we got 600 acres land for that there'll be a nice big lake right in the middle of the property the property has a, a river frontage for a mile and a half the river is a very well known river james river where the first settlement people came and settled April 30th is the day we are planned to begin the lake work to be once the lake is built then the foundation of the temple will be put so any time you happen to come to the east coast come to Virginia and they give a hand in putting a brick digging a little hole do whatever you can everybody's project and remember this is something very unique it hasn't happened anywhere now i hear that armata ji is planning to build a pyramid in india giving room for major religions i'm sure she will build it very fast have some ideas from that also so it is all your project and whoever thinks that it's an important time to do that should come forward in whatever way they can come and make it into reality as as i said earlier if we want really to see peace and harmony in the world that cannot come by any other means you cannot find peace and harmony by dividing our wealth or sharing our properties by force or by law the real unity is to be experienced in spirit once that happens then all other things will fall into place all these problems are created whatever it be racial problem national problem political problem even hunger and starvation and immoral life how much of immorality we see all over right in our own civilized nation what do we see pornology child pornology lot of sex symbols lot of immoral activities everywhere black market even the richest man swindles so there is bhagavad gita beautifully says that if morality is lost among people everything will collapse and why are these 
because we don't recognize the other fellow person as our own. Before we don't see that we are all one in spirit. We separate people, we divide people because we miss seeing them as our own selves. Bible says, love thy neighbor as thy own self. How would you love your neighbor as yourself? First by knowing yourself and then seeing yourself in the neighbor's self. So all these problems are caused by the lack of spiritual understanding, lack of spiritual unity. It has said that before also that even this hunger problem, we talk a lot about hunger projects, millions of people dying in Cambodia, Vietnam, India, there, everywhere. It's not that because there is not enough food available. There is plenty of food available. The world population is about four and a half billion and there is food enough for twelve and a half billion people. then why should anybody starve? If we have three times more to eat for every individual. The reason is we don't care others. We don't share. We don't love. We don't give. And to love and give and to care and share you should see your own self. If you see somebody suffering, you should feel that you are suffering. That person is not different from you. Though we are living as individuals, we are not really individuals. We are not totally separated. We are not independent. We are interdependent. We are all nothing but the cells of the cosmic body. Like in one body, how many billions of cells you have? If even one cell falls sick, you cannot ignore that. It may be in a corner of a toe. If that gets wounded, and if you say, oh, it's only toe, I don't mind, I am this high up, why should I worry? I don't even need to go down, bend to his level and take care of it, ignore it, forget it. How long will it take for the wound to become septic? And the poison to rise to your head? It won't take much time. And that toe also is part of your body. So we cannot ignore even a little corner of the body anywhere. Because that poison will pervade all over it. The same way in the world also. You cannot just simply ignore, oh, somebody in Timbuktu, why should I worry? It is also part of the same cosmic body. If anything happens anywhere in the world, it affects you immediately. We are all tied together. We are never separate. Because the same spirit pervades. It affects us. 
It took a long time for us to realize this in those days because the communications were not that fast. But nowadays, within a fraction of a minute, you know what happens in the whole world. Take time to see what's happening in the world. You will be surprised and you will be embarrassed even to call yourself an American in America. It's a shame. Horrible things are happening. Not even our innocent children are spared for our greed. Even the unborn baby is not spared. A couple of days back I saw a program. A mother who is six months pregnant has been taken care by a lawyer saying that she will take care of the baby. After the delivery she will find a home for it, adapt the baby. He has somebody to adapt the baby and he recommends a hospital to take care of the delivery and they already made arrangements with the person who would adapt the baby and they got about seven or eight thousand dollars from them. The baby is not yet born and the mother got nothing. And the, the profit was divided between the lawyer and the clinic. Even unborn babies are put in commercial. We make bucks before even the baby is born. After the baby is born, how much of horrible pictures, movies, films they take out of the babies. And you say, they who? Around us, our people. Why all this happens? Because there is lack of spiritual unity, lack of real love. We love the dollar more than the people. Thanks for listening to this Integral Yoga Multimedia Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe. For more information on Sri Swami Satchidananda and Integral Yoga, please visit us online at integralyoga.org.